welcome back everyone to the fifth episode of the Tundra Cast. Uh, once again, we got Coral, we got Bra, and for the first time, we got Mr. Gweedy. Just, just Gweeds, man. Just Gweeds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gweeds. Um, and like the previous episodes, uh, we're going to go over our uh, overrated and underrated players, this time for the Atlantic Division. And um, I guess we can get started right away with uh, Boston. Um, so once again, let's start with our underrated picks. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I got a uh, Brendan Carlo, and um, I, I mean, this is a guy that um, I mean, you know, he's become a solid top four defensive defense from uh, for Boston. Um, I mean, he doesn't get a lot of ice time because you know back then they had guys like Krug, McAvoy, Chara taking up, you know, the first two pairing spots, and he was basically stuck on the third pairing, but. I mean, he was pretty solid. He he actually uh, had more takeaways and giveaways in every single year, which is nice to see. Um, at 20 points in 67 games, um, f- his defensive zone starts 57%, so he's obviously uh, trustworthy in the defensive end. Um, and I mean, he has one year left at 2.8, but for a cap-strapped team like Boston, especially with the cap being flat, um, it's a bargain of a deal. And um, I'm just pulling up some of his stats from Jay Fresh Hockey. If you don't know Jay Fresh, um, he's a great page on Twitter, um, posts wonderful stats about players. And um, his even strength defense was at ni- it was at 91%, which um, is basically at an elite play. Mm-hmm. So um, for Boston, that lost, like, a couple of top guys. Um, you know, they have a special one in Carlo. And uh, he's definitely get more. He's going to get more minutes this year. And I think he'll definitely – I think he'll break out. Yeah, all All right. Well, I have got uh, David Krejci, or Krejci, however you say it. Um, he's been on Boston for a while now. Um, their second line center behind Patrice Bergeron, and pretty much every single year he's done well. But like he's kind of falls under the radar because he plays behind Bergeron. But he's really solid defensively. He usually has more. T- uh, usually has more takeaways and giveaways. If not, then it's really close. Um. He's been nominated for the Selkie, uh, uh, All-Star team, a lot, of, a lot of things. He's had a really good uh, career so far, and he is coming to the end of it. He's 34. He's on a $7.25 million contract. Um, so he is getting paid a lot, but I think he deserves it, first of all, because he's playing really good offensively. Just this season, he had 43.61 games. That's one of his lower production years. Uh, just last season, he has 73 points in 81 games. Uh, so he's obviously shouldering pretty big minutes, 17, 17 to 18 minutes every single year, and he's doing them well for a Boston team that really hasn't gone away for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also have David Krejci, um, and for this, a lot of the same reasons. You know, he's been playing at least 17 minutes since his uh, basically since his true sophomore year in the NHL, his first complete year. Um, and he's just quietly sitting behind Bergeron. Um, everyone's always talking about how Bergeron's that great two-way player, how he still manages to put up points. But Krejci's a I, – I, I would say some years Krejci's better than Bergeron. Um, a lot, there are a lot of years where, uh, where Krejci just puts up better numbers, still plays a great two-way game. And I feel like there's a big correlation between Krejci's game – and how well the Boston Bruins do in the playoffs. Um, every year you look at where they've gone or done well in the playoffs, I mean, there's Krejci there. 
um, holding down holding down the fort on that second line. I mean, he has been a staple on that second line since I think like 2008 when he's when he's been doing this. Um, he's just a fantastic player, has great sense on the ice, always always where he needs to be. And I'd say for a second round pick to come out like that, and I mean at the end of the second round, 63rd overall, that's that's just it's it's a great career, a great career. Yeah, well, I think I have a more controversial pick at underrated. I have Charlie Coyle, and um, he's a solid third line center. Something that Boston, you know, hadn't had with say Ryan Spooner or Riley Nash. He puts up solid numbers, and on a stacked Boston team, getting say, 37 points, 70 games this year, I think is really underrated. Uh, he plays solid defensively. He has perfectly average stats. Not, nothing crazy, but nothing subpar. And I just feel like he provides, you know, good stability, good offense, just all around him. I feel like he's underrated. All right, um, for overrated, the reason why I actually have Char- Charlie Coyle um, at overrated is just because he's game paid like five over five mil as a third line center. Um, I mean, he is decent defensively, but I mean, would you really want to pay a player five mil to put up 37 points? Like that's kind of average. Um, he hasn't really hit the 40 or 50 point mark like in like five years since like 2016. Um, I mean, he's a great player, but you know, for a team like Boston, I think there's a couple younger options they can go with like Trent Frederick or, uh, GFK, um, and if I'm them, I'd try to shit that cap hit because um, they have a couple of RFAs com- coming up in a few years. Um, McVoy expires soon. Um, Pashnak, I think, expires in two years. And Coyle's locked up for the next five, six, six years at, at a no-movement clause, which is going to be hard to move. So um, I, that's why I have Coyle on the list. Yeah, I see your points, but yeah. I still stand with what I said. Well, he's really hasn't performed that well since his 2016-2017 um, season back on Minnesota. So that was a long time ago, and he hasn't been able to. Uh, like ser- Seriously, like three years ago, he has – sorry, four, five? Four or five years ago, he hasn't been able to. Since four or five years ago, he hasn't been able to perform that well, and he signed a huge contract in it. Probably the worst contract on the Bruins, I would think. Well, he's been playing behind Bergeron and Krejci, right? You got to think once yeah, Bergeron exactly. retires, you're going to have him to be your second-line center, and I feel like that's and when he'll shine. He's, well, I don't know. I don't know. Only yeah. time will tell, I guess. Well, I don't know because uh, Krejci's only 30. He's going to – unless they get someone new, he's going to have to be their first-line center, and I find that he's not even close to being good enough to do that. So. Nah, I feel like Krejci's got a couple more years in him. He's only 34. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays. He doesn't play like a very heavy hitting game. I feel like he's, you know, he's one of those quiet players who takes care of himself pretty well. I think Krejci's going to be around for the Boston Bruins for, I'd say, at least another two years. Two years is fair, yeah. But like, still, if Bergeron retires, then Krejci's which, gone. They only have Coyle left. A, well, that's enough time to find a replacement for Coyle, really. Yeah, but they need to replace Coyle. That's the big thing. Five million for six years at. 30 points, 40 points is not really enough. I don't know where they're going to move that contract. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. I don't know. All right, we're going to Buffalo. Uh, did we not do the overrated? No. Oh, crap. 
<laughs> oh wait, no, you, no, did, no. you did. You're overrated. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Shay, did you have? Did you? I can't remember. Did you have Coil? Is your overrated as well? Yeah, he was first. Okay, all right, and then I guess you kind of chimed in with yours there as well, did you? <laughs> yep. I well, I have my overrated as Matt Grizzlick. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think um, I think for the most part, for the kind of player he is, uh, I don't know what deal he's on, but I know it's not a big one. Um, so I, I think it's a fair deal. However, for the role that he's playing on the Bruins, he let's let's put in this perspective of just the last two years, 2018, 2019, 2019, 2020, and let's see, I think it's like 134 games with an average ice time of eight minutes, 18 minutes and 30 seconds. That's more than Patrice Bergeron, by the way. Well, he has. I I know, I know, that's true. He is a defenseman, but I just don't. I don't see him producing much on on the defensive end. Yeah. To be honest, um, yeah. it's kind of weird. Uh, you don't see him given a lot of hits. Uh, I mean, he gets a couple block shots, and as a defenseman, he's got. He's always outclassed by his giveaways more than his takeaways. Yeah. Um, I just don't see him. I think he's what on the top six, sometimes like a like a like a sometimes top four interchangeable player. Oh, he's gonna be like one of their top defensemen this year. Now that they've lost, now that they've lost Krug, so yeah, Krug mm-hmm. maybe Charles gone, depending on how he feels or how they want to do it. Who knows how that's going on? Because um, it's starting to feel like this is a uh, same conversation they had when Tavares was signing with talking with the uh, Islanders. Oh yeah, we're we're talking to him. We're talking to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next, thing you know, Char isn't back in Montreal or Philly. <laughs> um. But I just don't – I don't feel like uh, – I know, I know he plays D and, you know, you know, 21 points and 18 points for D-man over the last two years. Oh, you know, one in every three games he gets a point. It's not bad. But I just don't feel like his, his advanced analytics – I was looking through – if anything, he just doesn't – I don't know, he doesn't match up to what I've seen. And when I've watched him play, he, he's usually, in my opinion, the guy who – Gets lucky, but gives almost gives up a costly mistake, especially when he would play. Uh, when he would play against Washington, I think in the uh, in the qualifiers, mm-hmm. he I, I would say he was probably one of their worst players. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, for my overrated, I actually have Zeno Zidane Chara, and my re- team, man. I know, but last <laughs> season, you know, it's either he comes back on a cheap one-year deal or goes somewhere else. I still feel like. He's gonna resign there, but yeah. some people yeah, still think I, he's the monster he was in 2012, which I don't get. He's been just mad defensively for the past couple of years. Doesn't really produce that much offensively, which is you know understandable considering his age. But like I said, people still think he's a Norris winning or, or Norris caliber no, defenseman, no. No. which is I find is stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been like I still don't like fight him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been like five years since he hit the thirty-point mark, which mm-hmm. is uh, a while ago. So, yeah, that's pretty fair. I, I see. Uh, I see. Char is more of a newer, um, coming up to be the newer. Like, uh, even though he's still doing it, uh, Jumbo Joe. Yeah, he's oh, probably yeah. gonna probably just gonna 
keep trying with this team, sign on like probably, you know, me minimum contracts. Cause you know, we all know Jumbo has got plenty of money. Yeah. So does Chara. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, at this point in their careers, they are, they are looking for another ring or for, for poor Thornton. A poor ring. guy. Yeah, um, oh, geez. I mean, I think he's like what seventh in overall games played, like or fifteenth or something, something like that. Something like that. Still doesn't it's have a cup. Poor guy. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, you can say the same thing about Marlowe. He could break Gory Howe's record for games played, and yet he can oh, yeah. go out with no cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which things? Yeah, all it's right. probably all because he wouldn't played for Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go I'm to started. Buffalo. I'm started early. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to Buffalo now. Uh, my pick is uh, Linus Olmark. And, um, I mean, this is a Buffalo team that has been bad for, like, real bad for a few years. And, um, I mean, his stats actually have been pretty decent for, you know, a, let's be honest, a trash team. Um, you know, a .915 save percentage is average. A point, uh, 2.69 goals against the average is decent. But the thing I look at is his quality save percentage. It's at, it's at a .56. And um, basically, quality save percentage is, you know, the quality of starts. And, um, you know, f- around 53% is league average. And, and so the fact that he's above league average on a bad team catches my eye. 17-4-3, um, de- solid, actually decent record. Um, his, goal saver, his goal save above average is, is at 5.39, which is pretty average as well. But, um I mean, you just look at his uh, other advanced uh, analytics. Even strength was a .926. And, um, I mean, um, goalies have to be really good at even strength. Like, if you allow in a couple goals, your team probably loses the game. So the fact that he's saving around that that many shots, five on five, um, is really good. And, um, Mm. I mean, he is their future... Uh, net minor. I mean, they also have Uka Pekalukinen, who's taken a bit of a while to develop, unlike um, of the goal, goals you've seen in the past. Wow, you but, nailed um, the trend. Wow, I definitely couldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, he should get talked a lot more, because I think he's one of the few bright spots on that team, um, mm-hmm. besides Deline, um, besides Jack Geichel, Dylan Cousins, Sam Reinhardt. Um, you know, I can see him post. Yeah. yeah, and I he's only like 26, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he he's still young. relatively young. And I can see him posting a point nine twenty save percentage next year because I think he's that good. I, I'd have to agree. It, it definitely depends on the Buffalo Sabres, but he, he definitely has shown that he's capable of it, yeah. 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 All right, well, I have Colin Miller. Um, So this guy, he is a defensive beast. He doesn't score that much. Um, He's only scored 11 points in 51 games. I mean, isn't horrible still, but like it, it – yeah, you could get more, but still, the his big thing for him is his defense, and his expected goals against is 32, which is pretty low, actually, for um, a team as bad as Buffalo. Um, compared to his other teammates, it, it is pretty low. Um, it is still more than his expected goals for, but it, it is to be expected with how bad Buffalo is. But um, anyways... Uh, Usually, he has a really good Corsi. Last year, of course, he was on Buffalo, which means it sucks. Um, 56% in Vegas, 56% the year before that in Vegas, in Boston, 60%, and the year before that, 52%. So that is like, top of the line, amazing. Um, but the problem is he comes to Buffalo, and it ruins all of his stats. Uh, and I don't think people realize the fact that this guy is probably 
um, their top defensive defenseman. They don't have anyone else. So, yeah. Um, and he just gets overlooked a lot. People look at um, Dalene. They look at, for some reason, Ristolainen, um, and they think they're better. But no. Yeah, definitely not Ristolainen. Miller. Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them shutdown D's either. Yeah, they aren't shutdown mm-hmm. D's. That's the thing. Miller is shut, shutting down the top pair on a garbage team, and he's doing a pretty good job for what he's been given. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So I have a very interesting underrated for Buffalo. Um. So I I was going to the team, and uh, we all know they have great players. You know, they got they got Darlene. Ristolainen's an okay player at this point. I feel like he's living up to the expectation of what people see him as. Um, maybe that contract's a little looking a little bit iffy. Yeah. Um, you know, Eichel, Eichel's a fantastic player. A lot of these players are li- kind of, in my opinion, after watching them play, because they play Washington a lot. After watching them, you know, played Washington, you know, I, I feel like they live up to they, their points live up to the expectation of what I've watched them. You know, they do great for the first 25, 30 games in the season. And then they just, you know, maybe land with like 30, 30 wins on the year. They just, they, they hurt themselves a lot. I feel like they're a very kind of open, easy to read team. And once you play them once or twice, it's, it's over and you know how to beat them. Yeah. Um, so with my underrated pick, I've decided to, t- um, select the beautiful chicken parmesan that I had when I was in Buffalo a few years back was totally underrated. You think you're going to get good chicken parm in the Manhattan main city where all the Italians live, you know, in that big area. But I'm here to say that Buffalo, when I was in, when I was there, had a fantastically underrated chicken parm. Oh my. No, I mean, it was, it was so good. I mean, the price and the size the meat was still very much moist on the inside. Breading was good. wasn't too raw. Underrated. Buffalo has some pretty good chicken parm. Oh my God. Okay. All right. <laughs> great, great pick. <laughs> I guess we're going to run now. Yeah. Um. Oh, I had this written down, and if you and if you guys, I mean, I'm sure the people who are at least watching this, they see the graphic and they're like, chicken parm, they get to me and now, now you know, now you know why. It's all planned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on, a, on a more serious note, I have actually a surprising pick, Rasmus Dahlin. And I feel like, you know, he's underrated in, a, in the sense that people overlook him since he's on Buffalo. And he's, you know, they think he's not as good as he should be, but he's had over a 50 Corsi on Buffalo literally the worst team in the league for the past, I don't know, eight years. You know, he can chip in offensively, like, very well. 40-plus points past two seasons. Was going to eclipse his point total last season. And uh, he's young, too. It's only his second season in the league, and I feel like he has, you know, 60, 70-point upside. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I, I do agree with you that he's an amazing player, but I don't know if he's underrated because I think everyone I think knows I've, that he's amazing. No, I've yeah, seen. I, I'm scared of him when he plays. I, I've yeah, seen a like lot it. of people saying that he's trash or that he's horrible or that he's not as I good as he's supposed to be. I have never heard I've that. I've seen it. But granted, I live in Georgia and there's no high. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never I heard have, it. I, maybe I'm getting my 
information I, from I somewhere think who, different. I think whoever friends you're talking to, you need to find some new friends. Exactly. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a bad influence on you. Probably, but I'm gonna still stick with that because it's just what I think. All right. All right. Shake. So overrated. Um, I mean, I kind of hinted this in Quarrel's uh, um, discussion, but uh, I have Rasmus Ristolainen as my mm. overrated player. Well, so, okay, so first of all, he gets paid five and a half to be a garbage defensive player, first of all. Um, I mean, I, I, I basically said this every episode. I hate plus minus, but the last <laughs> couple of years, he was a minus 70 combined. You know how trash you have to be to be a minus 70 combined in the past two years? Um, I mean, I mean, I mean Obi the was team minus is garbage. I know Obi's different, okay? I love Obi, okay? Does it come from the Caps fan? But it's not everything. <laughs> and saying that if he was putting up like 50 goals. And um, I just look at his giveaway to takeaways. Um, I mean, 24 to 17 this year. The last year was 44 to 23, which is too high. Um, mm-hmm. The year before that was actually worse, 47 to 12, um, 59 to 25. I, so it gets worse, actually. Uh, his course in Fenwick is terrible, 46 for both. Um, and he's overpaid. And he's supposed to be an offensive defenseman as a strong suit. I don't know, 33 points in 69 games is kind of average for me, not worth five mil. And, uh, yeah, I think Dalene deserves a better partner. Um, I mean, yeah. they have Yokiharu. They probably got another couple guys in the system. But, uh, yeah, Rissalainen, for me, is just a decent second-pair guy. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with you. He's just a second-pair guy, and he's getting paid way too much for playing that position. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think much. he deserves, like, a $4 million contract, not five. If, a little if bit that, less. If that, because Colin Miller is getting paid 3.75. So. That's true. Yeah, so – and he's he's playing so much for them, you know. He's playing twenty two minutes this year, twenty four last year, twenty six the year before. Like th- this is, they treated this guy as their top defenseman, and he is clearly not. Uh, so they need to fix it up because Dolan needs a better partner for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing. Did you have uh, him as well? Uh, he's talking to you, bro. No, oh, well, I, I, no, I was talking to you. You normally go second. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You weren't really saying anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, so can we just turn? Okay, so you did. Ha- you did have Rasmus Ristolainen then. I did. Okay, um, so I know this. I know mine caused a little controversy when we were talking about it beforehand. But my overrated pick is Carter Hutton, and I have. I have a big reason for it. Um, you know, I think Carter Hutton is a perfect, perfect goalie if you want to have a guy play backup. Maybe, maybe take a heavy, like a heavier loaded backup. Like, uh, like if he was playing in Washington this year, I think it'd be awesome. Um, I mean, granted, I'd love having Lundqvist. Yeah. But I think this is the perfect kind of goaltender to sit behind uh, Samsonov because you want Samsonov to play a lot of games this year. But you don't want to play him so many, and I think uh, I think um, I think Hutton's one of those guys you can have carry a heavy load, maybe like 30, 35 games, um, uh, maybe start about twenty, twenty-five of them if need be. I think he's a good load management goalie. Um, I think he has a place in this league, but he is not a starter, and I think that's how Buffalo have been treating him. 
and I think they yeah. really, I think they need to keep him. But yeah. I think they need to be given a Olmark a lot more starts because I mean, what he he played great in Nashville. I mean, he played even better in St. Louis in his last year of the his contract year. He played in St. Louis, thirty-one games played, twenty-six starts, seventeen wins, seven losses, um, three overtime losses. Put up a nine thirty-one save percentage with a two point oh nine goals against average. That is yeah. start that a scream starter. And in reality, if that's what – and they paid him, I think, what, three years at 2.75 2, 2. per year? Yeah, yeah. In reality, great steal of a deal. And even now how he's playing, not a – I mean, the way he played last year, eh, not looking like a good tr- contract at the moment. Um, I mean, he was under 900. Then again, so it was Holtby. Whole, totally different conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, he he's just not that player because when they his first year in Buffalo he played fifty games of forty eight starts, yeah, Th- nine basically went nine hundred and th- and three goals against and you can't that's not what you want from your starter. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's and, worth the money, but I just don't think he's the guy that Buffalo thought they were getting. Yeah, yeah. So actually, with my overrated, I ori- I changed it actually. It was originally going to be Sam Reinhardt. And then I looked at uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, and I thought, <laughs> I thought, Jesus, this guy is awful. Oh, you know? no. I was trying not to go for the obvious ones. You guys don't have to be on the same page about everything. Well, <laughs> it's clear why we picked him. He's garbage, literally. <laughs> people still think he's good. So He, he has no upside. Is Corsi, garbage. Fenwick, garbage. You know, he, he gives away the puck a lot, and is just, Horrible defensively. I don't see any upside. Also, like you mentioned, his contract, what, $5.4 million for, well, it's only another year, but that's just, that's brutal. It's, it's unbelievable how hockey fans are naive to how bad this guy is because they've seen a couple of mock trades. And I'm not kidding. There's mock trades where Canucks fans are saying, oh, we should give up Besser in a first-round pick for Aristotle Line, and he's a perfect <laughs> He's a perfect defenseman for uh, Quinn Hughes. They, they've been playing too much NHL 21, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go to uh, Detroit and... Um, <laughs> this dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there was one bright spot that I saw from Detroit, and that was Phil Pronick. Um, uh, I believe really? this, was his, this was his second season in the NHL, and on a, I don't, I should say, I don't think trash is the way to to describe how bad they were. Um, on a really awful team that got like thirty eight points. Um, I mean he he had a half a point per game, thirty one points in sixty five games for a young right shot defenseman. I mean that's pretty half decent if you ask me. And um, he's only gonna keep getting better. And when that team finally grows, you know. And when guys like Raymond come up, when guys like Sider come up, Hironik's saying he's getting better. And he does have 50, 60 point potential. He's a great 2A D man, but, you know, the stats aren't going to say it because he plays on Detroit. But mm-hmm. um, 55% in the defensive zone. He's obviously trust trustworthy in the defensive end. Um, and, you know, for how bad Detroit was, 47% for Fanduk and Corsi. I mean, that's pretty good for how bad they were. So, um, yeah. you know, he has one year left on his rookie deal. 
Uh, he'll probably get paid around three mil, which I think will be a steal. And um, once again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the stats of Jay Fresh. His even straight offense was at an 80, and his defense on a bad Detroit team again was at an 85. So that just goes to show you how underrated he was this year. Oh. All right. Well, I'm a. So first of all, if you don't know, I'm a Leafs fan, so I really should hate this guy. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I really should hate this guy, but. I just can't. Uh, I can't deny that he played so well. Uh, Jonathan Bernier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, I think he's. He carried that Detroit team because you know his stats don't look amazing, but for, he's on Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> he was on Detroit. <laughs> he's on Detroit. Right in Colorado when he was playing like a splitting role with. Uh, uh, back in Colorado, it was he had a pretty good numbers nineteen, nine thirteen save percentage and two eight five goals against average. So Decent, and then before that, Anaheim nine fifteen as a two fifty goes against average. So he's usually like splitting games with the starter, and then he does, and then the starter takes over in the playoffs. But then he came to Detroit, forced to start, and I mean, to be fair for what he did, for what he had, he did pretty good. Nine oh seven save percentage and a two nine five goals against average. Um, we saw uh, Hudden, we saw him be under a 900 save percentage on Buffalo. Detroit's probably worse last year. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. he had a 907 and a 295. So Yeah, I'd totally like to chime in on that because I also have Bernier. So um, I. Yeah, I mean, this guy, in my opinion, I think Bernier is the unfortunate circumstance of playing for the wrong teams. Yeah. Because I yeah. think, I really think Bernier is a solid NHL starting goalie, yeah. in my personal opinion. Because let's be honest, he he had he had a great he had he had a great you know good time of learning the role in the backup with L.A. Mm-hmm. and then he played for Toronto. Yeah, let's be honest, twenty twelve through twenty sixteen was pretty garbage for Toronto. And he I didn't mean, even do that bad. This was a team that had all the offense ah. in the world, but left their goaltenders uh, out to dry. Uh, no, 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 no. Gweeks. And are still leaving their goaltenders out to dry. Gweeks, that, that was when they were absolutely trash. Not Still are. I mean, okay. I'm talking about the tail end of 2015, 2016 they had. Which uh, they, didn't, see, they didn't have they, anyone. They had Nylander. They didn't have anyone? But, okay, I'm getting old, okay? <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm just saying, it, it's just a team that has been... And then he went to Anaheim. Uh a team that was already getting old in 2016-2017. I mean, what, Corey Perry was not scoring anymore. Uh, Ryan Kessler was, like, on his, what, 15th hip replacement. Um, <laughs> and then he went to Colorado as a good, you know, get a good bounce back. And he had a solid year. Yeah. Um, Col- yeah. I don't think 2017-2018 was when Colorado was stepping up to the superpower that they're about to be this this coming year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have. I mean, they had the talent, but they were still, you know, taking the next step. And then he played for Detroit. I just, I think this is the unfortunate circumstance of a true, good, you know, playing maybe fifty games a year man. Um, yeah. For a, for an NHL team, and I think he's just played for the wrong. He's just made really bad contract signings. He, he needs to fire his agent. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a solid starter. Bro, you gonna What for my underrated? Uh, I, I know you had Bernier, but like my you chime in? Yeah. Well, like we said, like he's unfortunate circumstances. Um 
he literally dragged Detroit this season to getting uh, 15 wins. You know, you had the other goalie, forget his name, Howard. Um, he only he, he only won two games. And I think he had no help from his defense. And overall, I think that he should uh, get out of there and go to a real team. Wasn't yeah. Howard touted as like a top 10 goalie like five, six he wasn't, years ago? He was an all-star like two yeah. seasons ago, I think. No, yeah. but, but for all-star teams, they usually try to get one player from each team. And since Howard was the goalie... I mean, it was a, but I mean, in before that, like, it was like, oh, J- like back when it was Jimmy Howard and Peter Morazic, and they were yeah. like, that one year where they both, like, I think it was like, what, the last year that, uh, what's his name was? Before he went to Toronto or something like that? Uh, who, what? The coach, Justin or was he already gone? The coach? Babcock? Babcock, was he still in Toronto when they were both there? Um, well, Babcock became the coach in what, 2015? Yeah, so I think I think when Morazic and uh, Jimmy Howard were there, I think that was like the last year that all three of those guys were there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Morazic went to Carolina, and he's been there for a few years now. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm... yeah, I, I just you know I think Jimmy Howard was overrated way long ago, and he's just yeah. like yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Morazic. All right. Um, overrated. This is the one that's going to give me some hate and uh, trash on you all you want, but I got Dylan Larkin. Um, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Um, He's a good player, but... um, Obviously. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, for... I mean, the past couple years, um, it's just (coughs) a lack of consistency for me. Um, Rookie year, got 45 points solid. Um, Next year after that, dropped down to 32. Um... Year after that, 63. Got 73 points a year after that, which is outstanding, don't get me wrong. Then uh, 53 the next year. But the thing for me, for Daniel Larkin, um, I mean, I kind of see a trend with all these fast players. You see it in McDavid. You see it in FSCU. You see it in Kapanen. Um, What all these players have in common is that they're fast as hell, um, but they they can't play defense. You can say the same thing Um, about Phil. Phil. Phil won the fastest skater competition back in 2015, and yet he's a lazy-ass defensive player. Uh, um, I mean, play defense. He was on the penalty kill. Just because he played in the PK doesn't mean you're a good defensive uh, he, player. He was good. He was, he was good at the penalty kill. Was he? Yes. Yeah, Dylan Larkin's a solid PKer. And, yeah. so is, so is, and so is Larkin. I mean, he's a solid. He plays the PK because Detroit has no one else. You're not going to put in just an abdicator out there <laughs> to kill off for two whole minutes, right? Do they even play him anymore? I think they played him for a bit. Yeah, and I mean, a hundred giveaways a couple like a season ago, like you know, for your supposedly best two-way forward on the team. Um, and this wasn't even this year. This was like the year before that, where Detroit was still kind of like a 75, 80-point team. Um, I mean, a hundred giveaways is a hell of a lot. He can prove me wrong, but uh, I mean, for six mil for a lack of two-way game, from my point of view, uh, it's not worth it. Fair. All right. Well, oh, it's me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have Valtteri Filipula. Mm. Now, this guy's mm. absolute trash, and I don't understand. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> he's honestly garbage. If you guys want to pull up his hockey reference page and just look at the stats, you'll literally barf, okay? But, <laughs> really? Yeah, Jesus. You will. You will. Like, I'm not even kidding, but these guys, 
but Detroit but fans still tout him as a, as a good <clears throat> second line center. Like, what the hell this. are you on? He's a who, minus. Who is 42. it again? Phil Pula? Yeah, Phil Pula. Yeah, for the past four or five seasons, he's been kind of. Oh my God. Is that a minus 42? That's a minus 42. Like, I know Hunter <laughs> minus isn't the best stat, but what the hell? And look at his course seat 44%. Each. Yeah, How do you go from a plus 19 to a minus 42? Well, he was on the Islanders team that year when he got a oh, plus yeah. 19. And that's yeah. all about that's all about keeping the puck out of the net, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this guy, he's supposed to be able to score. Only scored 20 points. He's paid $3 million for a 20-point goal score. I'm st- sorry, 20-point score. Absolutely not. He can't play defense. He can't keep the puck. He plays way too much. 16 minutes is too much for this guy. Um, in, the, in New York, he was playing 14 minutes, which is about right, maybe, if he's paid less. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't oh, understand. Oh, look at that shooting percentage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's horrible, man. I don't understand how you could ever think this guy is even decent. Like last year, he only had 17 – okay, fine. He had 17 goals in 72 games. And you know what his shooting percentage was? Just take a guess. Two. Mm-hmm. 21%. So he was 20, on New basically York. twenty-two, basically twenty-two yeah. percent. Exactly. So his best year is because he got hella lucky for and a twenty-one uh, percent, uh, twenty-two percent uh, shooting percentage. This guy yeah. is garbage. To be fair, that's not his best year. He was his best year was when he was twenty-seven and he was with Detroit. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. That was a while ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I think he has come to die in Detroit for his career. I think he's yeah. just trying to. I mean, he played a solid like what first like t- seven, seven, eight years of his career. I think he's. I think he's he just coming home, man. He played oh. eight seasons there. Yeah, eight yeah. seasons. Well, like I don't really Sonic. count that first one. It was four games. <laughs> true. That's that so. true. Yeah, but still, he, he played like he's playing like absolute trash, and I and I still for some reason think he's a good second second line center behind Larkin, and he's definitely not. Rest my he case. He got yeah. Selkie votes in two thousand eight. What? He also got yeah, oh, wow. but he was only forty. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well. Anyways, what a yeah. what an economic downturn for this dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, geez, I mean, from from a selkie to like four, m- minus forty two is crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so my overrated is actually gonna be, um, I think the real reason why people don't like Dylan Larkin, uh, or think he's not overrated, and it is a hundred percent the fault of Anthony Mantha. Tatanka. Ooh, Tatanka. I mean, despite the te- despite the Tatanka memes in our small community, this guy is hot garbage. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, he absolutely, I, I, he just, he's like Ovi back in the day, except he doesn't put up points. Except you know how Ovi would like glide around the defensive zone. Yep, he does yeah. that in the offensive and neutral zone as well. <laughs> this guy doesn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, it's a wonder how he gets points. I mean, he gets almost 19 minutes on ice, and everything is low. It's like he's not. It's like he's not involved in the play at all. He's got 38 points, not bad. You know, I mean, it's not. I mean, for his contract that I think is a, is a little bit low. I think what's he making? Like, was he injured this year? Uh, let me see. Yeah, he was. He had 38 points in 43 games. Okay, yeah, so he was it's pretty. So decent. he was. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good actually. I apologize. <laughs> I thought it said 67. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't see that now. But, but everything else is just. I, I don't know. I, I have. 
That was that, I think this is maybe this was his breakout year because I've seen him in the past and he he still hasn't he never hit that. I mean, he's been injury prone. I think every year except for his his um tw- his uh 2017 2018 year. Something like that. 60 yeah. games, 80 games. There we go. 67, 43 out of like the what 62. And I mm-hmm. think he I don't think he even got to play. I, I he did get to play in the qualifiers, but I don't think he would have been able. I think he would have barely made it back to the playoffs if he um, right before, he made it back right before the playoffs if COVID hadn't happened. Yeah. And he's yeah. on a – and it, I don't know. I just – I don't see I, – I personally have never liked his play. Whenever I watch him, I, I just feel like he's just standing there. And that, yeah. that's me personally. And I, I actually do scream at the TV sometimes. Like I used to do when <laughs> Obi did it. And I would always get mad at Obi because I loved him. And I'm like, dude, stop doing people keep yelling at you about not doing it's pissing yeah. me off. I need a reason to yell at these people. Um, <laughs> tell them they're wrong. But I don't know. I've just never really liked Anthony Mantha's play. Uh, he just to me, he doesn't seem like he does much. I think maybe he had a breakout year this year. Um, that's my fault for reading that as a like a sixty-two instead of a, uh, a sixty-three instead of a forty-three. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't like his play personally. All right. So I actually have you know Tyler Bertuzzi, and my reasoning for this is that for his entire career, he's been subpar defensively. He gives away the puck more than he's, he takes it away. Uh, this year, he had 25 takeaways versus 57 giveaways. And minus 23, I know, plus minus is kind of irrelevant. And although he did score 48 points, I think that's only because Detroit has nobody better to play. Right. And I just feel like, He's completely overrated by the fans, you know, calling him a top six guy. I think he's a middle six, personally, you know. Yeah. Third liner. Like, what line did they play him on? Second, first? They played him with Mantra and yeah, uh, Larkin. Yeah, they, so they played him as a top one. six guy. Line one. Yeah. And it, they had no nobody better to play. So I think that's – he's getting his stats up because of that. And I just feel like he doesn't really deserve that. That's fair. Fair. All right. Yeah. Flow right up about Tom Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Flow right at hell, um, Florida. Uh, underrated. Uh, this is a guy that actually got some sulky votes. I'm um, not a lot, but uh, obviously people recognize he's a decent defensive player, and uh, he actually had 20 goals while on the fourth line. And this is no uh, no uh, Achari. Um, I mean. He's uh, like for a guy that's only making 1.5 mil for a couple more years after this. The fact that he can put up 20 goals and be a solid defensive player, I mean that's a win-win. And um, I mean, the defense in Florida could be a lot better. Um, I mean they have Keith Yandel, um, Ekblad, and Strawman who really isn't good anymore. They have Weger who I really like, which almost actually made my underrated player by the way. Um, the I mean. The fact that, uh, you know, the defense isn't as strong and, you know, he played in front of Sergei Vrosky, who's just awful this year. Uh, the fact that he can be one of the better defensive players on the team while actually producing offensively for a low cap hit, great contract for the player, great contract for the team. Uh, 48 Fenway, 48 Corsi, just a bit below average, but I think that has to do with the team. And, uh, yeah, I think that he's a really good player. All right. Well, you talked about Mackenzie Wegar and. 
I have him as my underrated because this guy's amazing. I don't think anyone understands how good this guy is. Um, uh-huh. he's playing twenty minutes for Florida, so he's shouldering top like like almost top pairing minutes. Is he on the top pair? Um, no. he was on the second pair. Yeah, second pair. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, he isn't the best offensively, but I mean, he's not horrible either. Eighteen points in forty-five games. That's on pace for so it's like thirty points, maybe thirty-five. Yeah. 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 So, his giveaway to takeaway, he's always got more uh, giveaways than takeaways. But you know what? It, Florida. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, he he definitely got better this year, too. Only 38 to 25 versus 59 to 34 and stuff like that. And he's playing so much more minutes. Uh, I'm just looking at his Fenwick, too. And it is 53% this year, 53% last year, 53% the year before. His mm-hmm. course, 51% this year, 52% the year before, and 52% the year before as well. So he has the puck a lot. His team has the puck when he's on the ice a lot. So that's always a sign that he's being he can control it. He can make passes. He can... Um, he knows how to make a good decision. So this guy paying, being paid only around $3 million is a steal for Florida. Yeah, and he just signed, and he's only going to get better. Yeah, too. exactly. Like he's, he, yeah, he's only 26. He's got a lot of hockey left in him. So, yeah. All right. Um, for anybody listening, if you haven't guessed, I'm a Caps fan. Uh, well, you should probably pay attention more. Um, so I'm going with the former Cap, who I loved on the team. Um, and I and I knew as soon as he signed with Florida, uh, I was like, I even said to myself, he's not putting up the numbers he has. He's a uh, he put up the year before, and he didn't. But uh, he's still improving, and I think uh, I think he's a, still a fantastic player. And that player is Brett Connolly. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy's, in my opinion, I think he's a stud middle six player. You can play. I mean, really, middle six player. This dude will fit anywhere as long as you put him. With you know uh, on a scoring on a scoring line, uh, I think a lot of issues that he's had is he's not been put with like a decent enough talent because he's got a great shot. He he For really sure. does. Um, I think only one season he had less below. I mean, yeah, two seasons where he had below uh, below a um, a ten shooting percentage, and most of the time it's up there in the fifteen sixteen. Um, shooting percentage. He's got a fantastic shot, um, and he can he can he can put it in. And he's I don't know, he's just so good. Despite the fact that when he was like 25, he looked like he was 33. It confused the hell out of me. <laughs> I mean, look at him. The dude is balding. <laughs> I mean, that hairline. Bad jeans. Bad jeans. Yeah, bad jeans. Uh, but he he's a fantastic player. I think he's. Uh, a little quicker than a lot of people give him credit for, and he does not get a lot of ice time. Yeah, I mean, f- when he was with Washington, he first year he played ten minutes, ten almost eleven minutes. The second year he played twelve. Third year he played thirteen. He's gotten a little bit more with Florida at fourteen thirty. His point production came down a bit, but it was still more than his first, still his second best career year. And I and I think it's just because he was with Florida. Yeah, I think he's a. I think he's a. Dominant player in the middle six who can easily give you forty points. He's yeah. a twenty. He's a twenty goal man. He can get you forty plus points. I don't know about fifty, but he's a he's a definite twenty goal man. And I think he, he's flirted with it for years. Finally broke through in twenty eighteen. This is a great player. Mm-hmm. So I have Mackenzie Weger. 
And I think, like Coral said, he's been super consistent defensively. Like his course, he's always been either, you know, 51, 52. Spenwick has always been 53. And uh, he can chip in offensively too. And I think, as I said earlier, they just signed him to 3.25 million for the next three, four years. And I think that's going to be a great contract in the future because I feel like he, the only way he can go is up and then he's going to be able to produce offensively, I think, maybe 20, 25 points a year for them, which I think is great for a defenseman like him. Okay. Um, overrated now. And um, <laughs> this is this is a guy that, honestly, I, I love this player a lot. Totally but, disagree. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, he took a bit of a downfall this year. And um, that's Barkov. And once again, I love Barkov a lot. I think he's a great player. But, um, I mean, just this past year just wasn't his best. Um, I mean, just point-wise, every year for the past couple seasons, he was flirting around point per game. Had 78 and 79 in 2017-18. Year after that, 96 and 82, which is unbelievable. Um, This year took a big step back. 62 points in 66 games. Ooh, so bad. Horrible. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's good, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a step back to his previous years, I'd say. Um, and you no, know, he's obviously has that two-way game that he brings. Um, last couple of years, uh, top five in Selkie, which is good. Uh, actually, last year before that, I had 100 takeaways and 69 giveaways, but this yeah, year, um. But this, but this year, um, it was quite the opposite. This year, the giveaways were actually higher than takeaways, 55 to 50. Um, I, the course, he was around 49 for all, uh, which is including PK and power play, of course. Um, and, yeah, I think he'll rebound for sure. But uh, I definitely think this year he uh, struggled a bit. And uh, that's that's the only reason why I have him at my overrated player. Um, I could I, sh- I could have went with Bobrovsky. But yeah. I think everyone knew how trash he was, which is why I didn't really put him. And, uh, yeah. A lot of us knew how trash he was when he was in uh, Columbus. We just didn't say anything. He yeah. wasn't trash in Columbus. I he mean, wasn't even bad in Columbus. He, he, he had a few good years and a few down years. But. Nah, he played He played with that John Tortorella-style play. He was given those saves and wins. I'm just True. saying. Right, yeah. yeah well, You'll hear about that in a second. I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Anyways, he. It, I also have Barkov, and it's a shape pretty much covered it all. I I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so I've never really liked Bobrovsky. Um, yeah. it's not the fact that there was a year where he stole the uh, the Vesna from Holpe. That's besides the point. <laughs> um, Holpe deserved two Vesnas, and now he sucks as well. Um, but. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, he was he was an average goalie before. Like let me let me pull up his uh, his numbers real quick. I'm still on Barkov because I was had to look at whatever you were talking about. I was anyway when he was when he was with Philadelphia. He was you know he wasn't he wasn't even that great of a player. I mean his year before he was in Philly, he was like .899 with a three zero. Then he gets Tortorella. And what happens? He gets this Tortorella shutdown, forty million dollar offense. Not four players at forty million. Um, just offense to work with him. 
and it's great. He's got he's just got all these bodies in front because I mean I, I I promise you if we look up the years of Columbus back then, uh, pull up the individual players and look at the amount of block shots they have, it's gonna blow your mind and your legs are gonna hurt. <laughs> You'll feel the bruises. I remember watching these games against Columbus because I always like to watch Columbus, not because of the goalie, but just because I love – one of my favorite things in the league is block shots. Right. I don't like seeing people in pain, but I just love – I love putting your body out there for the sake of the game, for the sake of the team. Sounds more like masochism to me. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 uh, I tore my AC joint playing Frisbee. I mean, I laid out for Yeesh. a Frisbee that landed out of bounds because my foot was an inch out. So mad about that. And tore my AC joint in my shoulder. And I lost three degrees in motion. Rip. But I did it for the team, man. Even though it was only practice. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> but it was worth it because I missed class the next day. <laughs> um, but and then as soon as he left Colum- as soon as he left that Columbus shutdown team, I mean, what he drops like thirteen, drops oh, thirteen points in a save percentage. His goals against skyrockets. The worst it's ever been in his whole career. I mean, I'm not. I know Florida's not like. It, I mean, yeah, it's Florida, but it's not like he's playing, and he's not like he's playing for you know Detroit. He's got a he's got a contender of a team in Florida. Florida is no matter what anybody says. Florida is always these past few years have been a contender for the playoffs. For the bubble Who team has a hot mic. Hmm. What? Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. The Bob is a slob. He's wow. not great. <laughs> All right. Well, the only thing I have to add on that is his contract. Yeah, Ken Nell. Terrible. Yeah, he's also my pick for that only reason. Like what you said, his contract is god awful. It's going till he's like thirty-seven or something, and it's ten million cap I thought, hit. I thought we learned this mistake with Carey Price. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. really. He's like the second highest paid goalie. He's thirty two too. He signed that when he was thirty one. Christ. He's gonna be what what how is what like five year, five, six year deal? He's a UFA when he's thirty eight. Jesus Holy Christ. Crap. He's gonna be retired when he's thirty six when they buy him out. I th- yeah, he's they're he's definitely getting bought out. And the, you know what? Here's the thing I didn't get. Um they already had Montable in a system. And the thing is that same offseason they drafted Spencer Knight, so I didn't see why they needed oh, Yeah, they got they a great pool. I don't exactly. know why they want they needed Bobrovsky. It didn't make sense to me. I, I, I get it, but I, I would have got it if they maybe made it a three-year deal. Yeah. They did yeah. a three-year deal because yeah. they're, they're a team that's trying to win right now. They've been on that playoff bubble, and they're trying to do something with it. they got a good team. They really do. But they and just they got, they got to play that defense. They're not they, – they got that – I mean, John, in my opinion, Barkov is playing almost 90% of the defense on that team mm-hmm. as far as the forward core is concerned. Yeah. yeah, I know they got Captain Keats. Um, but yeah, another yeah, thing. Just and Weegar. <laughs> sure, Weegar too. Another and thing about that contract is the no movement clause for the oh, first oh, four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then, and then for the last years, he has a sixteen-team no trade list. Yeah. And I doubt he's gonna waive that because no, <laughs> no team wants to. Exactly. <laughs> And just one more thing about um, Florida, about Florida. Um, you know, I expect the Bobrovsky to do kind of well because he he's playing under Coach Q, who's a really good coach. He could he coached all those Chicago teams a couple years ago. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I think Florida would have been better off with not trading trading Reimer and just keeping him in Montreville, yeah. honestly. So, uh, yeah, um, we're gonna t- we're gonna end off we're gonna end it off here. Uh, we've been going for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, next episode we will start off with Montreal. Peace. All right.